Coming to you on some serious tape delay via a podcast near you. From that hockey hotbed of San Jose, California, it's Dudes on Hockey. He is now accepting callers. He is calling me Dude. And now your hosts, Mike and Doug. Hey there, and welcome to the Dudes on Hockey podcast. I'm Mike. That's Doug. Dude. Dude. Dude, dude, you know, a couple weeks ago, I texted you and I said, "Are you free on this specific day, June twenty fifth?" And you said, "I am." And we had to schedule it a little later than we usually record. Do you know why I scheduled it on this day? It's our anniversary. It is our anniversary, dude. Today is our ten year anniversary of the podcast. That's amazing. Our first podcast, for those of you who have been with us since the beginning, know very well, I'm sure it's marked on your calendar, <laughs> June 25th, 2008, was DOH episode one. Wow. 10 years, dude. Um, We've come so far, sort of. <laughs> well, I, I'll say that we have, actually. I mean, do you remember, and we talked about this, and we joke about it, that we used to record the episodes multiple times. In the first, like, multiple yeah. times. We, we would record that. him and then we'd do it again. We'd listen to him and then we'd do it again. Right. <laughs> well, those days are gone. This is over. Yeah. Listen, we're, we're live on the internet right now. Now we are. Whatever happens, happens. We're going live. <laughs> we're, going live. <laughs> we're going live, dude. We're like, yeah, we're like Bill O'Reilly. And here we have our Dudes on Hockey t-shirts on, dude. Happy anniversary, dude. Wait, show show the live stream what the back looks like, dude. Dude. It says dude on the back. Cool. Dude, uh, 10 years later and I am not bored and I look forward to doing this yeah. every every week or whenever we get to it, dude. And it is an absolute pleasure to BS and talk hockey with with my best friend, dude. It's still fun. It still is fun. It's awesome. Dude. Yeah. Dude. 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 Are you getting sappy on me now? No. Is this like a Barbara Walters interview Can all of a sudden? cut that part out? I'm not cutting it. I take it back. It's live stream, dude. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I was getting emotional. I, I don't mean to uh, trivialize what we've done here, dude, because now podcasts are so big. There's companies making money, sure. getting venture capital to make We've podcasts. been approached by some of these uh, small internet ventures trying to get us to peddle our wares. This is actually true. It's true. We have had people asking us to move our podcast to their And website. we say, no, we prefer... Pure anonymity. Pure anonymity. Pure zero revenue. Okay, well, let's before we get into to some of the news, dude. Yeah. Uh, what's one of the highlights from the last ten years? Oh man, there's so many. Uh, let's see. It's easy. I mean, uh, highlight of all highlights for me is easy. EJ Raddick. Well, that's up there for sure. <laughs> yeah, EJ Raddick top three. EJ Raddick we had on multiple times. We had Randy Hahn on the show. We met EJ Raddick. Yeah. Uh, we've met him a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And he was awesome. I, I remember one time we had him on and he was definitely driving in the car. <laughs> and uh, it, he he was nothing but awesome every single time. It's true. And uh, I don't know, dude, we should try and have him back on. It's the anniversary. Very generous. He dude, was very generous with his time for two morons over here. By far, the highlight was getting to meet our favorite player, Dan Boyle, That's because true. of the podcast. That's true. That because was of bec- a friend of Dan Boyle's. Yes. The loyal listener, Matt. Yes. And 
Uh, to get the photo that we got from Dan Boyle wearing the Dudes on Hockey t-shirt. Dude, go get it. Show it to the live stream. Yeah. Doug's going off camera to get the Dan Boyle picture. We're going to show it. You can't see it that well. I'm going to try and hold it up to the camera a little bit better. Oh, uh, the glare. It's Dan Boyle wearing a Dudes on Hockey shirt. <laughs> so awesome. That's right. And then also the photo uh, to the dudes. Thanks for the support. And... uh a post-it note from Dan Boyle saying that he was going to lift the cup in San Jose. And unfortunately that, that never happened was sure. Surely wasn't because he didn't try. That wasn't for lack and, of trying. Uh, that was an awesome moment, dude. What's a, what's another, what's a standout uh, bit for you? Well, we had the exorcism. We had the exorcism. That, that also involves Dan Boyle when he scored the own goal. Yes. In the Colorado series. Although every time someone mentions that, I have to say it went off. The Avalanche players stick. He didn't shoot it directly dude, into the goal. He it was, was tipped. Uh, it was tipped, dude. Yeah. Look he, at the replay. Okay. Okay. That was a highlight. I will say uh, Marcel Gotch uh, techno music. Yes, we did that. Definitely we a did, highlight. Do you remember when we used to? Jody Shelley. Jody. Oh, yeah. The Jody Shelley song. Jody Shelley musicals. I love the Jody Shelley dude, song. Dude, when we used to write blog posts. That was a long time ago. That was a long time ago. <laughs> we used to write blog posts and then we made it to like the uh, finals of Hockey Buzz. Remember Hockey Buzz? I don't oh, even man. That was like a thing for a couple of years. Is that still a site? I don't know, but this was, it was probably almost like eight or nine years ago. We were uh, in a tournament, like a, like a March Madness tournament of hockey bloggers. And we wrote like a post that oh yeah I think we lost in the first round but <laughs> it was an honor to be there dude uh, we uh, have been emailed by uh, Greg Wyshynski Was- for right. content we did that yeah. was a an amazing that moment cool. actually where he approached us to get our feedback on the sharks on something which uh, was pretty cool playoffs and, last and year rather foolish of him frankly <laughs> playoffs last year getting a shout out by the Edmonton Oilers beat writer actually getting quoted remember that's right in, I forgot in about his that. newspaper article so there's been some some really awesome memories dude um, having uh, w- well uh, doing the radio show which was yeah. not really our radio show you were co-host uh, on, on a radio show that uh, occasionally I would come on and completely hijack that's right uh, but we had Mark Smith yeah, on uh, right. former Sharks player and uh, we've had some other really great guests dude Craig Custance has been on the show yep um, Randy Hahn as you said and 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 others, dude, and it's been an awesome run, dude. And let's let's keep. Cull- was Cullen on the show? Scott Cullen, we had Scott Cullen on the show as yeah. well, dude. So we keep on trucking. Yeah. We've had Kevin Kurz. Yeah, we've had Kevin Kurz. I don't know. If we we had him. David Pollock. I don't think we ever got him. I don't think we did either. I think we tried. But, but remember, we were on the airplane with David Pollock. That's right. When we went to New York and we, we were flying back and we saw him at the Devil's Game. We stalked him a little we did. bit. Yeah, we should. We we should go back to having guests. We should. Who's yeah. gonna Who's gonna book him? You. Sure. Okay. You can book them. Yeah, we had some good luck, actually. Re- okay, how about this? Remember, we were really, really close to getting Jeremy Roenick. Remember how close we were? We were really close. It was very close. It didn't happen. Right. But we and were I corresponding. Think I think he's a little bit bigger than us right now, <laughs> especially. But he was It was. He was he a current player at the time. That's remember? right. Remember? I mean, in his... Uh, um, we emailed back and forth with his wife several times, and there was a certain point where we thought it might happen. Listening while picking up my son from school in Australia. Oh, wow. Wow. 
Gizzy! Crazy trade. That's right. You can't forget hamburgers. Crazy trade. Crazy trade. There's more and more great stuff here. Oh, I think I might still have the hamburger sound effect, which you won't hear on the live stream, but I might. I think I (laughs) I have it. Oh, man. I got to look. It's been a while, man. Hamburgers. Where where is it? Where is Uh, it? You got to find it. It's got to be in here. So many great. uh, I never would have deleted it. What else do you have on the soundboard, dude? Uh, I have the dudes. Yes. And then I have like the, the, the dun, 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 dun. But you don't have hamburgers? Do you have the Marcel Gotch uh, techno music? I do. Yes. (laughs) That's right. That's right. (laughs) I forgot about that. (laughs) I can't believe I don't have hamburgers on here. Well, you'll have to dig it up and find it. Hamburgers. I have ooh. (laughs) That's a great Nicholas Moline (laughs) clip. Uh, and Nick I do have Valine. Crazy Trade. Oh, yeah, man. Dude. Crazy Trade. I mean, we, we so many great segments that we've had, dude. And uh, 10 years later, we're still going. We're it's, still it's, going. It's, we've got uh, the seance was the best. Uh, what is your favorite memories from the podcast over the years? Yeah. Thank you, Bob. You know, we, we definitely are. Our, uh, hopefully we'll have many down more. memory memory lane, dude. Yeah, huh? it's hopefully we'll have some. some well, I'll tell you what, dude. This week could produce the best memory in <laughs> Sharks franchise history if That's they're true. able to pull off the Houdini trick of getting John Tavares to come to San Jose. I'm glad I didn't actually put this on the live stream because when we came up here and we were preparing <laughs> for this, Doug played this video that was interminably long. It was preceded <laughs> by three minutes of ads, and then. <laughs> It was a bunch of talking heads saying really basically nothing about John Tavares. And then finally at the end, someone's like, "What do you? where do you think he's going to go? And some random guy's like, I think he's going okay. to the Sharks. First and then Doug's all. like, dude, dude. He's going <laughs> First of all, that's not a random guy. That's John Shannon, who's one of the most respected NHL analysts in Canada. Yeah. So, okay. Well, I'm, I'm just saying, dude, I'm saying that they're, they're in the room. And they're going to be in the room tomorrow. So Toronto presents today. The Islanders presented today, which must have been super awkward. <laughs> you imagine? Huh. Dude, I'm going to go jump over and do another podcast. Uh, but before I do, I'll let you make a presentation to me to try and convince me not to. Oh, man. Hmm. Uh, well, let's see. Your presentation would include, um, I would say for six years in a row, I will pay for you and your wife to go to Vegas. Sold, I'll say. <laughs> hey, dude, someone asked what's the current tally for the Vegas bets. Okay. <laughs> Are they just trying to rub it in? Do they know the dude. answer? Is it six to one? Uh, I don't know if it's six. I think it's one. five to one. Dude. I finally but, won this but year. But you're, you're on a winning streak, dude. You're on a winning streak. And I, I do... Uh, I'm undefeated over the past you, you are. year. You are. And we are going to Vegas in actually a couple of weeks. Yeah, it's going to be and, awesome. And uh, you will be picking up the tab this time. And the next year, I'll be picking it up. Yeah. Be my first time, dude. I've been saving my pennies. Good. I hope so. <laughs> hope so. Hopefully, we can make some money betting. And on I'll tell you what. We had hockey. we had joked about having you know an, an alternate way of doing the Vegas draft. But now that you've won, that's off the table, dude. I'm going to be more ready than ever well, to do the next draft. I know a friend of mine has proposed an additional bet. Oh, which we might have to talk about later. But it was it was sort of a complicated calculation in terms of like who picked the most playoff teams or something along those lines. I can't remember what it was, but uh, I think that should be maybe entertained, but for a much lesser prize because we don't we want to keep our eyes on the cup. Yeah, as, as the, the ultimate prize. That's right. the ultimate prize. So, dude, go back to Tavares. Okay. 
I know you found the one clip on the internet where a guy says... It's not the one clip. That's going to be the sharks. There's more, there's more than... Well, I would say the majority of people believe he's not going anywhere. You know? Right. Yes. Uh, which, you know, I guess you have to listen to the majority of people saying that they think he's not going anywhere and this will be similar to the Stamco situation, which by all accounts was that if he wasn't going to Tampa, he was coming to San Jose and we were the bridesmaid and perhaps that will be what happens again. Yes. But uh, to Doug Wilson's full credit, he has set himself up to be uh, in the room and to make what I'm sure will be a compelling presentation to get him to come out here. Uh, The reasons why I think that there is a chance if he doesn't want to stay on Long Island are these, dude. I mean, Toronto can't offer him an eight-year, $88 million contract like the Sharks can. They can't. No, they the don't. Sharks can't offer him either. They can Only other teams can offer him seven years. Okay. Well, maybe... So, seven and 77, seven, right? seven Yeah, or okay. se- well, seven even more. You can okay. do more than that. So, more. let's say... The, the, but Toronto can't do that. They can't even do that. Unless they, they start they renouncing to, their own players. They might be able to do it like for this year, but then they, they well, so get into trouble. What I've heard soon. is they, they would have to do like a one year like max contract. Right. And then do a deal after that. Right. Which if you're Tavares, why would you do that? Right. Why would you risk that? Yes. Leaving fifty, sixty million dollars on the table to just play for Toronto, who it's not like they're necessarily ready to win the cup next year. I mean, right. they're good. Yeah. And he would make them better. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, and other reports have said that he doesn't want, if he leaves yeah. the island, he wants to go as far away as possible. And, and other reports have said, I've heard that says he does not want that kind of scrutiny that Toronto right. will bring. Okay. Even though it's his hometown, right? And I'm right. sure there's some competing forces at work there. But I think they said Tavares is not the kind of guy who wants to be the face on the news every day. Where and they used a PK Subin as sort of the counterpoint. They said right. PK Subin is happy to be the star, sure, wherever he is. And we saw actually we saw some pretty good analysis and stuff from PK Subin here in the playoffs as an analyst. Actually, I uh-huh. thought he was actually way better than average right out of the gate. A lot of times you get these players and they're just so dull. And Subin was not. And Tavares doesn't want that role. He doesn't want the my name my face on the billboard kind of guy so the sharks are i mean he can be the star player of the sharks you know the best free agent signing in sharks history and yet be able to walk down the street with Avin without having to talk hockey with every person that spots him correct and that won't be the case in toronto correct uh the other teams that are getting an audience with the great Tavares are uh, dallas which I don't know why he'd yeah. pick them. Like that makes no sense to me unless he's super tight with Tyler Sagan and Jamie Ben, which is possible. Possible. I, I guess. I and, mean, and, and really, I mean like they could be the best line in hockey, right? Oh yeah. They would instantly become that. Of course. You know, if you're looking to make a super line, but they have nothing else, like they have nothing else. And that's a question mark, you know, it, you look at how the Sharks are built back to front. They're better than Dallas. Dallas didn't even make the playoffs. Right. And, you know, how much longer is Ken Hitchcock really going to be there? Right. You know, I mean, that's not the uh, model of stability, mm-hmm. right? No, I agree with you. You know, so I just don't think that they're a serious contender. Tampa. 
Tampa's Tam- a contender. Him and Stamkos apparently are tight, and they're good friends, and that would sort of be the... You know, it's a hockey town and that people go to the games, but it's not nuts the way Toronto or Montreal would be. So what... But they would have to basically... I have no idea how they'd make the Well, room. they are um, going to owe their other young star a big contract. I think it's in a year. So how do they do that? I mean, you, I they would have to start trading away players, you know? Yeah. So this is the part two to this dude, which... Well, I'll, I'll get to part two in a second, but... Um, those are the teams. Yeah. I mean, so we've named the teams that are getting to meet with him in person. Said no to Montreal, no to St. Louis. I guess apparently he said no to Vegas. Mm-hmm. I heard that Nashville was involved, which scared me, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, but because yeah. um, David Poyle, I think, is the best GM in the league. But apparently they're not meeting with him in person, which I think is definitely a, you know, negative so when you lay all those out on the table, why not the Sharks? Right. Why, why not? Why not? Why not the Sharks I'd out of all those situations? We got a not? puncher's chance. That's how I would. For sure. We got a puncher's chance. I think that they do. And, you know, it's hard not to get a little giddy about it, dude. I'm a little giddy. I think it, that it is possible. It's possible. It's possible. I'm not, it's not likely, but it's possible. I think it's possible. <laughs> yeah, let's not go further than that. Do, do we want to talk about the other free agent signing this week or do we want to talk about the draft first? Or the bullet that we dodged, need I, or should I, should I say? bullet that we dodged? Yeah, the free agent signing this week, the bullet that we dodged. Oh, whoa, yes. Well, sure, I think that all ties into the draft, dude. And uh, yeah, let's, well, let, there's a lot of stuff to talk about at the draft. I mean, the Kovalchuk signing, mm-hmm. which happened in LA, and the uh, Max Pacioretty trade, no trade, trade, no trade, trade, trade. All right? <laughs> <laughs> Can you summarize the patch or anything for me? Because I think I must have missed a couple of twists and turns. Well, there were reports that San Jose and Montreal have been talking for weeks about something. And right. evidently, Doug Wilson and uh, Mark Bergevin mm-hmm. were talking on the draft floor. And then somebody, I guess a reporter, I don't, I don't know who it was, tweeted out that Pacioretty trade was coming. And it sounded like Kevin Kurz even got in on it too without saying specifically. And then someone even said, reported that Pacioretty was going to the Sharks. Mm. And then quickly everybody started backpedaling and saying, you know, the teams are denying it, etc. So what really happened? I don't know. But I don't buy it because I just don't think that the Sharks are going to do anything until they no. get the answer on John Tavares. Right. Like, you don't sign Max Pacioretty and then take yourself out of the Tavares No, like I don't, I think that he is definitely part of plan B, possibly, depending on the price. Yeah. You know, but he, I think he's signed for one more year, two more years. I mean, it's not a long-term fix. Right. And he didn't have a good year last year. So, you know, it's classic Doug Wilson going after a player whose value is probably lower than it should be. Yeah. You know, it's not surprising at all that he's maybe sniffing around it, but apparently they're all denying that that even was the case. So that was the Pacioretty stuff, dude. But uh, tell me why you're excited that Kovalchuk is not a shark. Because I feel like we dodged that bullet. The last thing I think the Sharks need is an over 35 contract. And it it sounds like from what I've read that the sticking point was that Kovalchuk won in three years. And the Sharks basically said, we're not going to give you a deal that we did not offer Patrick Marlowe. (laughs) 
right? Right. We're not going to give you a better deal than Patrick Marlowe. When it went to three years, I'm the sure the Sharks were out. were out. They were out. And... But it does make me scared that they offered him two years. And <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad he's not here because I think that's just a, a huge unknown. I just... He's, he's older. I mean, Kovalchuk at one point was the best player in the league. The most dynamic goal scorer in the NHL. But those days have passed and he's not played in the NHL the last few years. And it's just, I just have no clue how well he's going to perform. I guess he really wanted to go to LA and LA was happy to oblige him. Okay. Um, I don't know how that's going to turn out. I think it's a big risk. Maybe that's one LA can take. As you said, if the Sharks are in on Tavares, I'm not sure that's a risk the Sharks want to take either. I mean, even if you could order it the way you wanted and you could make the play for Tavares and if that didn't turn out, then you could go after Kovey. I'm not sure that would make me any happier. The Kings and Ducks both have gotten older and slower and this doesn't help either of those things. No. And it wouldn't help the Sharks either. Um, you know, I didn't hate the idea of him coming on board in a two-year scenario, and I thought maybe there was even an opportunity for him to be here with Tavares, but I can't imagine the Sharks were going to make a move now that would have, you know, gotten them out of the Tavares business because right. I think that's what Doug Wilson's been looking towards for two years. You know, yeah, he's been waiting for this moment to try and get this franchise-altering player. Kolbachuk is not that player now. Right? I don't think so. No, he's not that player. At this age, he's not that player. Might he be useful? I don't know. Could he be a total bust? Maybe. I mean, he the the gap between him and Marion Gabrick could be smaller <laughs> than one would like. Well, at since this he's point. a king, let's hope that's the case, dude. Yeah, that's let's, what I'm saying. Let's hope that's the case. Dude, okay, so do we want to talk about the, the Colorado Calgary trade or do we want to talk about our first round draft pick? Because frankly, well, I'm not are there other draft picks the sharks made that you're interested in talking about uh no and i couldn't really even tell you that much about any of them <laughs> to be honest uh ryan merkley dude ryan merkley the sharks took him at what 21 21 and you know by all accounts this is a top 10 talent who slid to 21 because of some off the ice locker room issues and we're not talking about you know selling drugs on the street corner right we're talking about immature behavior and taking some bad penalties on the ice acting out when things aren't going his way mm -hmm. so given the information that you have knowing that the sharks drafted a young man who's a top 10 talent at 21 but he has some off the ice challenges what's your thought on that He's not 21, is he? No, no, no. He drafted him at 21. Oh, oh 20. Uh, yeah, yeah. At number 21. So they're getting basically a guy who has the talent to be maybe pick number eight. Right. But they got him all the way at 21. Some said he was the second best defenseman skill-wise in the draft. Sure. So Past the, number, the guy who was drafted number one. So he's a shark now. Right. And do you think that's worth the risk at 21? Well, I hope it turns out. I think the Sharks have made, as we talked about last time, the Sharks have kind of not done so well in the first couple rounds of the draft here. And, and in terms of a risky pick, this falls into the high risk category. I mean, this could easily turn into another first round bust, right? Uh, this could also be a huge reward. And we got ourselves a, you know, 
a great top four defenseman late in the first round that everybody else picked. He's sort of the he could be a, a even more garish Sean Couturier. I remember when Sean Couturier was the number one overall pick, and then he fell to number eight for reasons that I still don't quite understand. And and he's matured into an amazing player. Um, it could be this guy. I don't know. It it makes me a little nervous because of that. The shark said that you know we talked to this guy. He understands that he needs to improve that part of his life and that part of the game because it is part of the game uh, in order to take it to the next level. I, I I hope he understands that. I hope he was sincere when he said those things. I'm glad he did. Um, and if the sharks want to vouch for him, great. I you know I'm not I'm not categorically against taking these kinds of risks late in the first round because when you get to late in the first round, you're you're sort of past the point where you have a slam dunk NHL player that's going to play 300 to 500 games or more for you. You're into the place where, man, I hope this guy turns out. This guy's got a lot of tools. This guy's got a lot of skills. Let's hope he make this team. And, you know, this guy's clearly good in the skill department. The question is, does he have $5 skills and a 50-cent head? That's the problem. Right. Uh, at the draft slot, I I like it. I think you've got to, you've got to draft for talent you know, he's a young kid. I mean, like, I think that people do dumb stuff, dude. You know, when they're, then they're young and, you know. They can't all be Jonathan Tapes that just, like, goes <laughs> home and, like, eats a bowl of cereal. Right, right. Watches SpongeBob and goes to bed. And they're, you know, for some of the stories of what this kid has done, it's, it, it's childish behavior. It's not, you know... He hasn't been arrested. Right. You know, I mean, he's not... You he's know, not he's, getting in bar fights. Right. I mean, yeah. he's... Yeah. He's been, you know, scratched, healthy scratched for doing dumb things mm-hmm. on the ice and not being particularly coachable at times. But I think the Sharks are willing to take the risk. And, and if we can get a top talent, which, you know, frankly, the Sharks are lacking... You know, other than, you know, Jeremy Roy, I think people were looking forward to seeing what this kid might have to offer. And maybe the Sharks believe that he's closer to being a contributor based on them non-tendering Dylan DeMello today, which we can talk about in a moment. Whoa. Did you not hear that? I did not. Hello. Hello. Happy anniversary. No Dylan DeMello. Wow. Yeah. So Dylan DeMello non-tendered today. So they have no, I I think that's purely a cap Move. move. So they're not on the hook for any sort of cap hold with him going into this situation. Like they have the ability to maneuver mm-hmm. their offer because the priority is getting John Tavares, right. like not right. keeping Dylan DeMello. I think he is definitely a replaceable piece, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and maybe they think that it could be Jeremy Roy that could be that person. I mean, I really think the Sharks need... And that's why I like the idea of Tim Heed. I think Pete DeBoer does not. Right. But right. Uh, that second puck moving guy, which, you know, apparently Jeremy Roy could be. But I think it's worth the risk, dude. I don't mind it. I think, you know, if you're going to draft a guy at that spot who could maybe be an all-star, you take the risk. Yeah. I think you take the risk. I get it. It's just I'm concerned about another first-round bust. But sure. I, I guess if you're a 21... I mean, you don't make that pick at 12, but right. at 21... Right. Okay. And, you know, I mean, I I think there's a lot of pressure on Tim Burke, which we talked about. Yeah. And if they swing and miss, and this kid has a horrible year of junior and is being a total ninny, 
If I say ninny. What is this, 1940? (laughs) He's being a nincompoop. They have to wash his mouth out with soap. Yeah. Yeah. Then, you know, maybe that's Tim Burke's job. And he's gone. Right. Right. right? Uh, For for wasting that pick. But I think it's a good calculator. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, on the plus side, he said he like hired a psychologist and stuff. He wants to work on these. I mean. Yeah. Those are good signs, right? And the other thing that they said during the draft coverage is that the Sharks as an organization have brought in some personalities and let, allowed them to be themselves. Right. Joe Thornton really developed a personality here in San Jose. So did Brent Burns. They're not trying to control Brent Burns's weird uh, animal like thing, thing with is. his beard and like, you know, they're you need to they're wear letting more these guys suits. be who they are. Yeah. Yep. They're not they weren't afraid to take a risk on Evander Kane. Mm-hmm. You know, to see how he would fit in while a lot of other people were afraid to take that risk. And in some ways, I applaud them to for taking the risk. Let's try and get a high uh, talent player in here instead of just getting a guy who might be a third line player or a, 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 you know a very safe pick at that point. This is a sort of a digression, dude. But this is the time of year to do it. Is this? Does this mean? And this is. I can't believe I'm bringing up the NBA twice in two podcasts. But <laughs> does this mean the NHL is becoming more like the NBA, where the NBA seems to be sort of dominated more by personalities, and a lot of the it seems like what coaches and management do in the NBA is to manage. You can't control these guys. Like you can't go and tell LeBron, "Hey, you need to dress more conservatively, or you need to act a certain way." It's LeBron. He has a lot of power, right? Right. In the relationship. And do some of these higher talent guys, Evander Kane maybe being one of them, Joe Thorne another one. I mean, is it is the NHL sort of turning into that? I don't know if it's better or worse. I don't think every team is. I think Montreal is a perfect example of not right uh, allowing that to happen, and they're going to suffer for it. Right. It's probably why they didn't even get a meeting with Tavares. Maybe you know, uh, but the Sharks have cultivated that sort of culture in their dressing room where I think they believe it's strong enough to bring in, you know, a Scott Parker, right. You know, who, you know, can be a little bit off and, and you know, climb a little, the, little bit. and, and do his thing and not ruin mm-hmm. what they have because they've just down, down the spine. They've got such a good, you know, dressing room and, atmosphere right right and that's why i think it's okay for a team like the sharks to take a risk on this and it's a talent thing if you can get a talent like that at that level you know he's got a long way to go right you know i mean let, let's see if they he's can just hit a home run right i mean like you know he's not going to be in the nhl for at least two three more years that's right he i can't he's not even allowed to play in the ahl next year i think i read He's mm. he's too young to even play in the in, right. in the AHL. So, I guess I mean, he's like a 50, 60 point defenseman. Uh, like, yeah, he's you know? like almost a point per game as a so, defenseman in the <laughs> OHL. Not a not you got to go for shabby. it. You got to go for it. And I know there's some questions about his defensive game, but you just you got to go for it and see what happens. And I like the move. I think it's worth it at twenty one. Dude, is there anything else on draft day that we should be talking about? Well, I mean, or not not related to days. the Sharks, yeah. you know, but uh, there were uh, there was another. You know, big trade. You know, actually, there are two trades. Uh, Colorado acquired Philip Grubauer. That's right. And Brooks Orpic for a second round pick. Um, essentially, Washington, you know, trading, you know, Orpic uh, 
to clear the cap space to re-sign John Carlson, which happened today. Okay. Um, I think he got eight and 64, John Carlson. Wow, he got Brent Burns money. Yeah, so uh, he didn't even go to market. And the Capitals were able to do that by getting rid of Brooks Orpik, who was put on buyout waivers and will be available, uh, which is an interesting name as we talk about Dylan DeMello replacements. Mm -hmm. You know, I think for the Sharks, if you can get John Tavares, you could do maybe what the Golden State Warriors have done, which is bring in some very useful veteran players for nothing because they want to win. Right. And if you're Brooks Orpik, you've made your money. Mm-hmm. Do you want to win another cup? Will you play for the veteran minimum? Great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We don't need you to do anything remarkable. Just 14 minutes, some veteran leadership. You know, we don't see a lot of that in the NHL. Mm-mm. You know? But- I think it's, it just seems like it's so much less... You know, I, I responded to a comment... Uh, that someone made on a podcast a few weeks back, I think, and they said, "Why wouldn't Tavares like go and take a one-year deal with Nashville and win the cup?" Sorry, laughing. That uh, one of the listeners says uh, they should have uh, Merkley mentored by Evander Kane. Maybe they're not. On I think Evander their Kane. lockers will probably uh, not be together. I sent sarcasm. Yes, yeah, uh, there was sarcasm. Um, but uh, what was I saying? I'm off. Am I off the track? Oh, uh, a commenter said that. Oh, maybe the that uh, Tavares would take a one-year deal with Nashville and win the cup with Nashville. And my response to that is, I don't think the NHL is like the NBA in that adding a piece like that, like adding a LeBron or adding a Steph Curry or adding a Chris Paul or something, will suddenly mean that you're the big favorite now. Of course, it'll affect you. If he went to Nashville, Nashville will become the odd right. favorite. But there's certainly less parity, you know, but in no the one, NBA. No one would be surprised if Nashville didn't win the cup because crazy things happen. The Golden Knights make it to the cup finals. Right. Just sure. breaks can... And one player, I think, has a much smaller impact on a team. But you, you're you right. You're absolutely right. It's just different. I mean, you're you're playing with a, a larger roster. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's certainly a lot more variance in the NHL. And uh, the teams are a lot closer together than I think in the NBA, where there's just clearly, you know, two or three good teams and the rest are you know, wishing they were right. in the conversation. That's why we've had the same teams in the NBA finals for four years in a row. <laughs> it doesn't happen in the HL or any other sport for that matter. But, um, but could some of these players should some of these players yeah. who've already made their big money consider a move like that? Like, consider a remember Korea and Solani. They took yeah, $1 million right. to go to the avalanche. Right. Didn't work out. Didn't work out, I don't think. Did it? So, No. No. It was close. They were a good team that year, but right. it didn't work out. But but that is, you know, the the question. That's the question. Could the Sharks add a player like that, not necessarily him, but someone like that, who might want to have a shot, you know, and that's freeing up that roster spot. Dude, the other trade that goes down is Dougie Hamilton. Yeah. And uh, college player uh, Fox... And uh, another forward from Calgary I wasn't familiar with right. who actually had a pretty decent year this year, I think had scored in the teens, sent to Carolina mm-hmm. for Noah Hannafin right. and Lindholm right. forward. Yeah, yeah. Thoughts? That's a, that's a big trade for Carolina. I mean, they're really sort of giving up on these young guys. And apparently, uh, who's the other guy? Schultz? No, not Schultz. Who's the, who's their other defenseman? It's also still available. Well, Falk, Falk. Thank you. Not Schultz. 
uh yeah just vox available and skinner's still available apparently so i mean they're really trying to clean house in carolina they're trying to ditch all their good players sounds like yeah i i'm i know that they they have a new owner who has is trying to i think put his mark yeah instill his will yeah sounds like kind of a different guy maybe kind of the mark cuban of the nhl okay i don't know that much about it i've just heard some some brief discussion about the topic but you know yeah i mean well uh, you know carolina is where are they i mean with that group of players like they're i don't know what i mean i mean dougie it's weird that they wanted to ditch dougie hamilton so well i mean we've heard this about dougie hamilton now twice right yep that the statement from calgary was basically we wanted to it was like a carbon copy of the ottawa statement we wanted to prioritize the dressing room you know okay like <laughs> so dougie hamilton jerk, is basically. a jerk again like that's what we're hearing one more time yeah he's a talented jerk but apparently a jerk so yeah uh that's not fair to him maybe we don't have his side of the story maybe he should be a guest on the podcast i'm sure he'd come on i think it's an interesting deal for both teams you know i think calgary was not perfect either no and certainly you know added some talent Hannafin's a bit of a question I mean he was a top 10 pick I think and hasn't quite panned out but uh, I know the, Sharks fans were hoping he would fall to nine so the Sharks could get him instead of Timo Meyer. right um, so we'll see yeah. but uh, I like I like trades like that dude hockey trades that's a hockey trade hockey trades yeah whereas the Colorado Washington trade that was not a hockey trade <laughs> <laughs> that was a dump I mean yeah. but then and you got you know Colorado now in a very interesting spot yeah because they've got Varlamov as like a lame duck. Like, is he really going to be the number one guy? It's a good question. I think a lot of people had, after reading the excerpts after that trade, it seems like a lot of people are pretty high on Grubauer. So, I mean, you've committed have... three years to Grubauer. Varlamov's in the last year of his deal. I mean, are you really going to play Varlamov over Grubauer? And maybe they'll find out what happens It'd be in weird, camp. weird, I guess. I mean, and, and Bernier, who had a pretty good year for them, yep. is cast off. So... Yeah. Oops. Oops. Okay, <laughs> Joe Sackick knows what he's doing. Not really. Sort of. Dude, what, what, are, they, what are they commenting on now, dude? On the... On the, the what? That's right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, very good point here uh, by one of the listeners. Uh, the former coach of Carolina, uh, Peters, is the new That's Calgary right. coach. I forgot so, about that. Uh, yeah, I, so I he would must imagine. Have highly of those guys. I would imagine he did. Or he might have came in and been like, uh, Dougie Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bill Peters. I'll is, be your coach on one condition. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Get rid of both Hamiltons. Yeah. Yeah. Freddie Hamilton, former shark. I even hate the musical. <laughs> uh, Dougie Hamilton's not going to block that shot. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, wow. Dude, we got to get back to doing song parodies. Yeah. We, we need to get back and... Uh, <laughs> Dude, Dougie Hamilton instead of Alexander Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> How have we not done that already? <laughs> we should have done that. We got to do that. All right. Next. I'm Dougie Hamilton. My name is Dougie Hamilton. There's a million things I should have done. We're going to do the improv the whole show right now. Oh but my. just Doug, wait. Just Doug, wait. 
<laughs> Thank you. Anyone who knows that song thinks that's funny. Three, two, one, zero. Go totally, to the live stream. Totally tuned out. <laughs> ah. All right. Yeah. Dear Joe. Jo, dear Joe. Jo, dear Jose Theodore. <laughs> ah, that's funny. Those are those are our live listeners. Yeah. All right. Nice. A nice Hamilton uh, reference in there. I like it. That was really good. good. Dude, I think we've covered pretty much what's happened in the last week. Happy anniversary again, dude. Happy anniversary to you, dude. Dude, and uh, we will be back. All right. Well, let's talk about Dylan DeMello just really quick. Okay. Yeah, yeah, So I know I kind of sprung that on you. You've Do been living in a to? work cave. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, you look surprised. I am surprised. Dylan DeMello. He's played gonna, 60 games for the Sharks this year. Yeah. Who's going to be Who's gonna be the guy in that spot? Uh, Not super clear, I'd say. Right. I don't think. I mean, he's not. What what was the what was the, what was the thinking on how much Dylan DeMello would have fetched if he stayed? Well, I guess you know they were concerned about going to arbitration with him and maybe being more on the hook for a price tag they weren't interested in. Yeah, with Dylan DeMello, who I think has a, you know, I think we've seen what his ceiling yeah. is. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. a third pairing D man. Right, so. In this type of situation, you know, the Sharks want to pay a guy like that a million and a half, two million dollars. You know, it appears no when maybe they have some players at the HL level, which I'm not sure who that is. Yeah. You know, um, they brought over a guy from, I can't remember from where, the Czech Republic last year who played the whole year in uh, Simic. Mm-hmm. Simic. Yeah, yeah. He played the whole year in the HL, didn't play for the Sharks, but. We kind of heard his name around as we did. maybe a contender. Um, and then there's Jeremy Roy. And then, of course, there's uh, Tim Heed, who, you know, I think I think he, Tim Heed is capable of being that player. Maybe the Sharks are starting to believe it. Certainly cements um, roster spot for Yoakam Ryan, you know, yeah. which I think has yeah. never been a question. So, yeah, that sixth defensive spot, it could be something to monitor. We've seen, certainly in the last two years, that a lot of NHL veterans have been homeless, you know, around training camp starting, and maybe the Sharks can capitalize on that. We didn't talk about Paul Martin. Oh, Paul Martin's been bought out. Yeah. End of story. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Not surprising. Not I mean, surprising. so the Sharks continue to make these moves, you know, trading Bodker for picks, uh, buying out Paul Martin, and non-tendering Dylan DeMello to set themselves up for the big strike. Yeah. Dude, I hope when we're sitting at this table again mm-hmm. that we're talking about John Tavares and Teal. And it I... Be. It could be. My head tells me that the Sharks, because they've never... Done this. Done this. Yeah. And have always sort of been second place in these sort of talks with... Remember, they were involved in Zidane Chara yeah. seven years ago. Right. That they, you know, they were involved in the Chris Pronger stuff. Remember, Niedermeyer. They're involved in Niedermeyer. Niedermeyer. Yeah, and not Rob. You know, and and <laughs> Doug Wilson has found his way into these conversations. But I don't know. This time, I just feel like I. I don't know. I feel like it's just a little bit different. I think that they. The thing that I like is that if they don't get him. I think that they're still going to be very aggressive to improve this team. Yeah. And that they're not just going to say, Meh. Oh, well. Yeah. 
Because let's say he does go to Tampa. I think that Doug Wilson will be on the phone immediately to try and find out how he can get some of those players right. like Tyler Johnson mm-hmm. or someone else, Kucherov, right? <laughs> yeah, please. Well, I mean, but the thing is, is how do you keep them all? You can't. You can't. But they're going to keep Kucherov. Well, I mean, but but how can you do that? Yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't know. That's the question. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, he. I think he'll make the call. So uh, what's the plan here? Yeah. So what <laughs> And you how thinking? can I get... Uh, and how can I help you? How can I get a blue light special here? Yeah. Right? You know, but he might be able to find a way to get some some of those players off their hands or, you know, be back on the phone or not on the phone or on the phone or not on the phone with Montreal. Dude, there's an outside, extremely outside chance that he signs with San Jose and even more of an outside chance that he signs with San Jose while we're in Vegas. Yeah, I mean, I mean what do you the think greatest? the timeline on this is? Do you think this is going to go that long? I really hope not. Can't he sign? He'll sign on the first or the second. I think, I, and I think we'll know. I mean, this isn't going to be dragged on forever, no. right? No, I mean, Brad Richards style. No, no, I don't think so. Like that—that that would be very unfair to all the other players that are just going to be sitting and waiting for this decision because I think. You know, the JVRs, the James Neals of the world are waiting to see mm-hmm. what's going to happen here because they know, I mean, they know that they're second choice. Yeah, of course. Right? To the teams that are making this chase. Now, maybe, you know, at least if the Sharks aren't really in it, I hope that they get a feeling for that tomorrow or mm-hmm. this week and they're they're able to move on. But their actions so far, the cap clearing... The withdrawing from the Kovalchuk, you know, negotiation. They're not acting like a desperate team. They're acting like a team that has a plan. Right. And, you know, I think that the tweet that came out from uh, uh, David uh, Pagnotta, dude, is that it? Yeah. Yeah. He said, on San Jose, even with them set to talk to Tavares, plan is in place to also lock up Thornton to a one-year deal and Couture and Pavelski to extensions, Sharks are all in. Even if they can't sign Tavares, they'll pursue pursue another forward to fit into the top six. Hmm. Yeah. So yeah. that I find exciting. Yes. And, and if it's Tavares, awesome. Please let it be. Because if that happens, dude, I mean, dude, our hockey lives will change overnight. Yeah. The Sharks right now are 25 to 1 or 20 to 1 to win the Stanley Cup in Vegas. Mm -hmm. If they sign Tavares, I mean, the Lightning are the odds on favors right now at 9 to 1. So what do the Sharks become if they get Tavares? 10 to 1? 12 to 1, something like that. Like they become the Western Conference favorite. That's, yes, I think that's very likely. Very likely. Vegas. Dude, Tavares, Vegas. <laughs> Hopefully the next time we record, we're going to know the answer. We'll be back. Dude, let's get him back in the live stream oh. one last time, dude. Uh, Dan, Dan Boyle. Boyle. There he is. Dan I, Boyle. I got to go put him back on TV my nightstand. TV 22, we miss you. We love you. Because <laughs> back on my nightstand. Let's, 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 let's have Dan Boyle bring a little good karma. Oh, Danny boy. <laughs> the Tavares, the Tavares are calling. Danny. From the woods you come to bless the sharks. 
He's not even Irish. I don't, I don't think this accent is either. Ah, Danny, please bring us your pot of gold all the way from Los Angeles and have it be JT uh, on the pot. Hate the show? Want to get your questions on the air? Email questions at dudesonhockey.com. Dudes on Hockey is not affiliated with the San Jose Sharks organization or the National Hockey League.